Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's the final hour of the Get Right here on 105.3 The Fan. My name is Alec Medford, joined by Reginald Atatula. What up, though? Rigo Mendoza holding things down for you, the Tolo, the Turn It On, or Even On listener. Appreciate you so very much for joining us here on The Fan. Your home of America's team and the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. That's right. Uh-huh. Shout out to Jared Sandler for an awesome night yesterday at Globe Life Field for his Swinging for a Cause event. So many uh, incredible people showing up. So many incredible people uh, dropping some money for a fantastic cause. Great to see everybody out there and hang out with everybody who got to show up. But we're going to get to your headlines in just a moment. Reset some of the biggest things, including something major out of this Monday night football game. The truckwreck.com text line is 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 to get involved with the conversation. AM on the FM coming up on the other side, but let's go ahead and get into these headlines as we got some not so great news out of uh, Monday night football where a certain quarterback with luscious flowing locks uh, Trevor Lawrence is down and presumably with the time of the game out. Yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars PR has made it clear that he's um, he left the game with a ankle injury and that he's questionable to return. However, we are under what two minutes at this point? Are we in? The, have we reached a two minute warning at this one? Where I know we're under three minutes at the very least in the fourth quarter of this game. Um, and Cameron Wolf of uh, NFL Network also reported that Trevor Lawrence just came back into the uh, Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars X-ray room. I believe that was about five minutes ago. Uh, said he was being helped by helped in by two trainers, not putting any apparent weight on his leg slash ankle. So yeah. um, it was wild because if you see uh, you know the the video of from the game where you know he is walking with the help of. A you know a, a trainer on either side of him holding him up and he's not applying weight to that ankle. You think why is he not on a cart? Um, but no, he walks his way all the way back down the tunnel and there to the locker room. We haven't gotten any further updates. I don't think just yet on um, what the result of the X rays are. Uh, we'll let you know that as soon as we can. But yeah, it's C.J. Beathard on the field for the Jaguars and now he has to try and lead the Jags down the field in less than two and a half minutes um, because the Bengals got a field goal, made it three, 31 to 28, and like I said, about 2.15 now left in this game. C.J. Beathard, Beathard has to take them about, what, 50 yards down the field? Yeah, and he almost just ruined that all in one play because he fumbled at the end of a run up the middle. 
and uh, luckily was recovered by a teammate. So shout out C.J. Beathard. I didn't even know that he was still in the league. So me neither. That was news to me. That's a great headline. C.J. Beathard, professional bag getter. Uh, I am impressed. So there's your uh, update for Monday Night Football. We will keep you up to date as this one will go final here in about two minutes or so. Uh, but a game that did go final that did not go in favor of the good guys. Uh, the Dallas Stars took on the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they got blanked four to nothing on the road. Yeah, that was uh, that's not the kind of result that you want, especially after putting up an eight to one final against that same <laughs> Lightning team here on Saturday. Um, and I guess maybe maybe it's some level of get back for the Lightning, but that's really unfortunate. Uh, it takes your Dallas Stars to fourteen six and three. Good for second in the Central. Um, how have you felt about this? the way that the Stars have been playing of late, Mefford? Uh, you know, for the most part, it's been good. I mean, what I've gotten to watch uh, of the Stars, it's been some pretty good hockey. And one thing that I've taken away from this season so far is this team could have a lot more losses on this record if their penalty kill wasn't so good. Uh, so... There has been some really good things, and that's something that exactly hasn't impressed me the past few years. So I've seen some great. You obviously you mentioned the eight points that they or the yeah the eight points that they put up uh, in the last game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They can score, boy, and they've been playing relatively good defense. It's just against some of these like middle of the road teams, haven't been exactly impressive. Like the Calgary Flames getting to them a couple yeah. times here early. Something I did not have on my early season bingo card. Um, so. You know, it feels like these DFW teams have a knack for giving it up against some not-so-good teams, which is not fun. Uh, but for the most part, I can't hate what I've seen because especially that first, what, two-week stretch of the season, it felt like the Stars were the best team in hockey. So I've been impressed so far. It's just they need to start winning against these 500 to below-average teams. Yeah. Um, as we were talking about the Monday Night Football game and Trevor Lawrence, uh having an ankle injury that they've taken him to get x-rayed for from the truckwreck.com text line the 972 says best position in sports is backup quarterback you stay out the way and hope the starter starter doesn't get hurt that feels like that's kind of been uh i don't want to say different necessarily this year because football ends up being you know the car crash sport that does you know it really does tax the bodies of its players it feels like there's been a lot of quarterbacks this year that have taken you know some knocks like even just this this week we saw Derek Carr leave uh, the game for the Saints yesterday. Uh, yeah. Dorian Thompson-Robinson was a backup who was left after, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson has been out for some time. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow has also, you know, missed time or is now basically done. We talked about Aaron Rodgers in the ways that we have been waiting for him to try and make his way back. Um, man, Anthony Richardson is another one of those that we obviously talk about. So, man, it feels like uh, Kirk Cousins I mean, how many more, you know, do we need to throw up here? Daniel Jones. It's ridiculous. Um, I guess Kenny Pickett also got hurt. Yeah. He'll, he'll miss some time this uh, this week, or sorry, in the next few weeks. I think Mitchell Trubisky will have to start. Like, it seems like there's been a decent amount or a decent rash of quarterback injuries, and I don't think they've necessarily been the marquees for the league, and I think that that kind of has saved them a little bit. 
But even then, like it, it really does hurt uh, the product. I remember the year in which I can't. I always forget the year, the actual year. But there was a time where it felt like all of the good quarterbacks that you would typically market your games on were injured, and yeah. that's when we got real staunch on. No, 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 you can't touch these quarterbacks. I don't care that that was a good sack. We're still throwing the flag on you because. The, the safety of the quarterback was not simply a player safety issue. It ended up being like a marketing issue. It ended up yeah. being a quality of play issue. And I wonder if this will cause some level of knee-jerk reaction as well. Um, and not to say necessarily that it would be I, – I, I, knee-jerk, is, it, it kind of has some connotations that I, I don't feel great about saying, but I, I do understand where you would be coming from because, again, like you're trying to protect the, the best interest of the product. Yeah, and – you know, as much as we disagree and as much as we don't like some of these quarterback protective and friendly enforcements that have come into the game over the past few years, this is the exact reason why they exist. So, you know, as, as much as I personally disagree, I get it. it it's kind of like what we were going back to with the college football playoff conversation. It's like you might not agree with the method to the madness, but it all comes down to entertainment value and money. So... Yeah, these, that's why these things exist. But at the same time, as you call it and perfectly describe it, the car crash sport, these things just happen. You know, I mean, you saw it with Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's under duress, not a dirty hit by any means, and, you know, snaps his Achilles week one. That stuff happens. Daniel Jones was just, like, stepping up in the pocket and or might have been a drop back when he tore his ACL. Like, non-contact. These things happened. Uh, hello, MetLife Stadium being one of the worst fields for play in the National Football League but yeah it, it sucks that these things are happening we had Kenny Pickett this week uh earlier this week I should say and now possibly Trevor Lawrence so not good uh for this season's outlook on starting quarterback health uh to say the least continuing on with your headlines here on 105.3 the fan really not a whole lot going on in the world of sports but if you did miss it Hey, Shaq Leonard's not a cowboy. Yeah, um, he ultimately, he gave us, after the meetings, what was that? Was that Tuesday and Wednesday or Wednesday and Thursday? It was a couple of days in the middle of the week last week. I think it was Tuesday and Wednesday. And, yes, that sounds right. And so he let everybody know that he would make his decision by the weekend. It ultimately comes on Monday, and maybe he let the Eagles know ahead of Monday, but we found out earlier today that he had signed a one-year deal. We have not found out the details of that deal to play linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so that's unfortunate. It would have added a much-needed depth and some you know, some veteran play to your linebacker room that has has managed well due to a couple of injuries that you sustained in Leighton Van Der Esch and DeMarvion Overshone, yep. but it would have been really helpful, especially in like run-heavy situations, to have someone... Uh, spell Marquise Bell, who has done as well as you can expect a safety stepping into the linebacker spot to do getting downhill and filling gaps. But can you imagine having Shaquille Leonard uh, being able to do that, which is more of his forte? Unfortunately, that is not uh, in your ministry, I guess to say, for the Cowboys fans. Uh, he will be playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, who have a big need at linebacker. And it was really exposed even more so against the Niners uh, <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, it was not great uh, for the Eagles yesterday in terms of the linebacker play, but uh, in terms of Shaquille Leonard's impact on a potential impact uh, here with the Cowboys and what could have been, you know, I went back and forth uh, about it last week with Nate Newton, who was just totally against the idea because after the OBJ situation, he was kind of just like sticker shocked by the whole, oh, a big name that comes available 
late in the season that, you know, happens to be in an area that you could use some help on this team. But, you know, he was saying, look, this team is gelling so well. Like the, the vibe in the locker room seems to be kind of at the highest point that it's really been in Mike McCarthy's tenure for his money and for my money, it, to which I agree. And the level of play that you've gotten out of a Marquise Bell has been impressive. Mm-hmm. And it's just the the one point that I brought up to counter was, man, when Marquise Bell went down a couple weeks ago, yeah, my heart stopped. Yeah, and I mean, Rashawn Evans has come in and given you some time. I know that you've seen one of the, I guess, issues, for lack of a better term, with Rashawn Evans is that you get him in, in coverage, and that's not <laughs> yeah, his. That was a field day. It's not his best place to be. Um, but I imagine that you wouldn't have had much better situation with Shaquille Leonard. It's, you know, coverage isn't necessarily his forte either. Uh, but you do have you do have some options to try and spell you in those instances. I think they, the Cowboys need to be given some level of credit for the way that they built this roster. And also, I think more importantly, Mike McCarthy needs to be given some credit for the ways in which he's been very in tune with how to keep his guys going. Yeah. Um, you remember, you realize, and we talked about this, the The Seahawks game capped a three games in 12 days stretch. Which and is they, insane. They the made way. it through that pretty well, uh, all things considered, right? Like, the injury report going through that has been all on the up and up, and to the point where uh, Peyton Hendershot is now reaching the end of his 21-day um, practice window, coming back from uh, injured reserve, and so... The Cowboys are now on the clock to decide if they want to reinstate him from the IR. If they do not, he will be done for the rest of the year. He will not be eligible to return in the 2023 season. Um, Peyton Hendershot, how much are you interested in seeing him play more? Because it feels like Jake Ferguson has firmly grabbed the tight end role for your Dallas Cowboys. And obviously you can get some, you know, some help from the likes of Sean McEwen and whatever, but and obviously Luke Schoonmaker has also seemed to come on a little bit stronger at least because, I mean, you had some drops. You had some instances where you were like, oh, man, what are we getting here? Seems to have kind of started leveling out a little bit for him. Uh, How interested are you in the return of Peyton Hendershot? It's nothing against him. I'm really not interested just because the level of play that you have gotten from the tight end position thus far. It's just because for me, you already have issues in terms of depth at other positions like we just talked about linebacker and whatever. You're going to have to make a corresponding move to put him on the active roster. I just don't know where you fit him uh, because you don't get great special teams value out of him. He's not the strongest guy on the field. Sean McEwen's a great special teams guy. Um, I don't know where I put him. So it's nothing against him. I think it's just because you mentioned it. Jake Ferguson has absolutely stepped up And I hate that I was so wrong about this. I was out here saying after the draft that Schoonmaker by week 10 would be your number one tight end. Oh, wow. So you just ignored all the things that we've been talking about with uh, rookie tight ends? Because I think it's dumb. Like, I I don't like that whole trend thing. Like, just because it's been this way in the past means it's going to certainly be this way right now. No, of course. And I guess the idea is not necessarily that it has to be that way. It's that it tends to be that way. And I think that it's it's less like predictive in understanding that there this uh, there's certain things about this position that make it difficult for young players or you know new guys to the league prospects coming in to fully acclimate and produce in the ways that you might expect a tight end to produce at this, uh, you know understand that has already understood the landscape. And has a little bit of veteran to him. And so I think that that was really the point more than anything. Um, can I give you a little bit of uh, 
ratings news as we are wont to do as the home of the Cowboys because apparently people enjoy this even though y'all are not um, involved in the actual rating stuff. Yeah. You get your jollies from it or whatever. So I guess I'll give this to you as I think that's what Amazon Prime did. They said, I guess I'll give this to you. Notoriously, the streamers have been pretty uh, guarded when it comes to their ratings and things of that nature. However, Thursday night football's matchup between the Cowboys and the Seahawks, they said here, and they gave us uh, the numbers on it. That game averaged 15.26 million viewers, making it the most watched game on Prime Video and the most streamed NFL game in history. Wow. <laughs> um, at its peak, 17.76 million viewers tuned into the game. Um, and so, yeah, uh, again, we're not often made privy to all of these numbers. Yeah. However, it's just one of those instances where they're like, here, here is a whole bunch of people that have turned in through the first 11 weeks. Thursday night football is averaging 12.58 million. So you compare that to the 15.05 million or sorry, that's the wrong number Then a 15.26 million, um, that they got, look, uh, we, it is another data point in what we know. There's a lot of Cowboys fans, and even the people that aren't Cowboys fans are going to tune in to watch the Cowboys. Particularly, hey, and, and uh, look, this was a Thursday night game that actually matched up kind of nicely compared to all the other slop that we got. <laughs> and then it also delivered in some level of entertainment. Um, not, I imagine there's a lot of Cowboys fans that imagined and hoped that it did not deliver in yep. a level of entertainment because that would have mean that uh, your Cowboys had put the Seahawks down in a way. But yeah, um, newsflash, Cowboys are real popular. Breaking news here on the Get Right. Of course, that's what we do best. But uh, I do have something shocking. What's the shocking? Uh, we're getting overtime on Monday Night Football. And you're actually you're probably going to enjoy it compared to uh, other instances when Monday Night Football goes to overtime. Yeah, uh, it's 31 apiece in this game between the Jaguars and the Bengals that is now featuring two backup quarterbacks as it is the battle of Jake Browning and C.J. Beathard on mm. national TV. But, hey, let me get my flowers. Jake Browning, 28 of 32 for 318 and a touchdown. So, I mean, he's getting the job done. Let's see if he can actually finish it here. Uh, but the Jaguars will be receiving the kick in overtime. We will keep you up to date if C.J. Beathard will earn himself a statue out there in Duval County. All right, they're not doing all that. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Yeah, got to support my fellow uh, gingers, you know. That's how it goes. I have nothing to say to that. There's, Thank I you. literally have nothing to Thank say. Thank you. To that. Shout out John Gray. Got to finally. You meet did him. get a picture of John Gray. Yeah, yeah. Or with John Gray. I was about to say of him. Yeah, I've done that a couple times at games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I got a picture of you getting a picture with John, John Gray. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little meta, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, the multiverse of Medford. Uh, AM on the FM is coming up next. We are going to talk about music and you choose weapon of war. Or garden decoration. Next on The Fan. Back here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Alec Medford and Reginald Atatula with you. Until the top of the hour tonight, shout out to Badass Lady T on Twitch. Love our Tolos and Twolos for uh, sending us some Tiff's treats up to the studio for National Cookie Day. Yeah, I didn't realize it was National Cookie Day, but I mean, that'll be a great way to find out. Eating the oatmeal raisin cookie on there.
I know, it's a great way to find out. So the truckwork.com text on is 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 to get involved in the conversation as well as Twitch and YouTube. Twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam or 105.3 The Fan on YouTube because it's time for AM on the FM. What does this button do? Please, please, do not push the button. You have no idea what it... do it it's time for am on the fm here on the fan appreciate you letting me invade your space for a little bit with some nonsensical chaos i was like don't do that i'll call hr yeah that's uh do we have that yes this is a like a regular company there there's definitely an hr department we're not out of hr I, I, I just know we've, like, cut off some of the space in here and stuff, so I'm like, dude. Oh, no, there's yeah, still like, HR. Like, who's still here? No. Like, I don't even know I don't know anymore. if our HR, I don't know if our HR person is actually in the building. Now I think about it. Huh. Interesting. Well, question of the day, okay. as I will politely invade your space Thank on the you. radio waves. With consent, of course. Yes, always here on the Get Right. We're big advocates of that. Um, the question of the day, I'm not going to lie. I was not really thinking of very hard until I realized it was National Cookie Day. So, the question of the day is, thanks to the Twolos. How do you make a cookie? Yeah, how do you make a cookie? Because I am a college student and I don't know how to cook or bake. No, that is not true. Neither uh, of those are true. Okay. Um, You're not you know, a college student? I get it. I knew you were well, lying. Hey, I graduate next week. Congratulations. Thank it you. really is incredible. And uh, just a programming note because of all the moving pieces of that and the holiday season, I believe you will not be around next week, but I will here on the Get Right uh, from 7 to 11, 8 to 11, of course, uh, on Monday and Wednesday. And then after that, I'll be gone. So I don't know what happens after that. Forever? Yeah, gone forever. Mm, okay. Yeah, no, I'll be back. Oh, um, okay. I think I'm taking like five days to myself to just kind of reset because, you know, I'm only graduating college once, I think. I don't That's know. You can, you can always like get a master's or, I mean, you get a second bachelor's. Right? A yeah. doctorate degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could. Dr. Medford. I, I could yeah, be like. Postgraduate de- degree. There's all sorts of things. I could you be like get. Doc Emmerich, you know, be, yeah. a, be a play-by-play guy that has a doctorate for, you know, whatever reason. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. But the question of the day is actually, what is the best dessert? 877-881-1053. I don't really, like, I kind of moved away from the broad questions like that. I kind of want to go back because I like just the vast majority of, you know, chaotic answers. We mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like somebody who might say something completely off off the wall and you're like, I hadn't considered that a dessert. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I've had, uh, what was it, yesterday, uh, I asked, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. And we were getting all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah, you, that, you starting debates at this point. Yeah, we were getting all kinds of stuff that is not in the Christmas movie uh, genre. And I was just like, why are we doing this on my segment? That is crazy. Um, so the best dessert, 877-881-1053. Reggie, would you like to start? Bread pudding. Okay. Bread uh, pudding. Yeah. Incred- I mean, especially you get it warm. I mean, when it's when it's made right. Nice, warm, good texture, and then you get some ice cream on there. Um, fantastic, sweet, little, you know, it, it works out. It works out perfectly for me. Bread pudding, <laughs> filling, like it's not entirely sugar as well. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, because sometimes some desserts, you, you know, kind of, kind of make your tummy hurt. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, I am, I am notorious for 
handling some bread pudding, some if well-made bread pudding. Also, oh, like, it. look, man, this is the thing. When we talk about food in general, one of the one of the best places to get food is like Louisiana. And yeah. you think about like the bread pudding that you can get in New Orleans, those types of things, it'll change your life. <laughs> and it has. It has changed mine. 806 Dr. Medford does sound a little more official and grown up than a little red Medford, yeah. I mean, I never came up with that name. I think AM on the FM is a little bit cooler. Uh, but, you know, I had my humble beginning with the nosebleed seats at nights, and that's what they dubbed me because at the time, I mean, I'm still not, uh, vertically challenged, but, you know, at the time I was very little. You could have fought that if you wanted to. Yeah, I could have. But, you know, when you're trying to make it, you don't really, you know, fight the, you don't. the, the nickname. You don't. I mean, it worked. It stuck. That's all I needed. Yeah, I just you needed let something it. that stuck. Yeah, I mean, that's you let fair. them. You let them put that on. I, I you should have fought. You should have punched them in his mouth. I don't know which one, but punch <laughs> one of them. Just walk in. I mean, uh, yeah. walk in, punch them in the mouth, see what happens. Actually, you end up in HR. Now we're we've gone all the way. We around. circled all the way back to the. <laughs> this is amazing. You're welcome. This is why I love this segment. Uh, I'm supposed to drive the chaos, and Reggie's the one feeling it. This is incredible, brother. It's 10:30 at night, and before we got on the air, I said I wanted to go to sleep. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and guess what? I agreed. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Pastry Chef Eric, my guy. Yes. Uh, Two one four said brown butter uh, bread, but bread. Oh, goodness. Let's one more time. One more time. Excuse me. What'd <clears> you call me? Brown butter bread pudding. There you go. There's a lot of alliteration going brown, on. You know? Brown butter. Try saying that five times fast. I have no idea what I was trying to say at that point. <laughs> um, that was generational. Pastry Chef Eric knows what's up, though. He's a pastry chef. Yeah, he's, he's supposed to. He's, yeah. pay, he's paid to he know He quite literally knows what's up. This is the expert. Uh, okay, so the 903. You see this text, right? You ready to have this debate? All right, Medford, I need you to read this text for me, and I want to see how you say the name of this pie. Pecan pie with vanilla ice cream. Die hard. Best Christmas movie. Tolo. All right, Rodrigo. First of all, I didn't see the Christmas movie. I'm sure that that made you upset. Yeah, that's why I sighed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Rodrigo, do you take any offense to how uh, Medford said the name of that pie? I'm sorry, Alec. It's pecan pie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know. It's pecan pie. I, si- I said that intentionally. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have the debate. Uh. Pecan, pecan, 877-881-1053. I'm a weirdo, and I bounce back and forth. I also. I do as well. Because <laughs> my, my mom called it pecan. I think my grandma called it pecan. I don't. Someone in the family did. I don't remember who it was or what side of the family, but I know someone else that actually made it at one point called it pecan. But my mom always called it pecan. So I just bounced back and forth because I don't care. I'm, I'm not that pressed about it. So, I mean, it's all in good fun. Ooh, from the 512, they bring up something, and I'm probably not going to pronounce this correctly because I'm not finding a pronunciation here. <laughs> Which I'm definitely saying wrong. I guarantee I'm saying it wrong. But this is an Indian dessert. I was not uh, laughing at that. I'm laughing at the 903. Made by boiling milk, sugar, or... Not going to say that right either. I apologize. And rice. <laughs> um, usually flavored with dried fruits, nuts, um, saffron, things of that nature. Intriguing. Okay. All, right. All right. I'm willing to try it. I have not had it. Intriguing. Um, so shout out to our Indian brethren. You opening my eyes to things that I need to try. Badass Lady T said no to the uh, walking in and punching them. The nosebleeds walk in and egg them because, you know. You did do that. I did do but that. But you only did that to Broadus, who is the nicest of the of the G-bag. Like, if let's create the uh, the egging rankings, right? Because I'm pretty sure 
brought us to be last yeah. on that list. If no, you were just I like, was just I was put in a position where I had a chance to be all over the social pages, and I was like, you know what, sure, mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let, let's be honest. I was up here taping a Ranger Spring training game. Sure. To be played that long ago. Huh? Yeah, to be played at nine o'clock at night. So it was like two o'clock, right? So I was bored. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, game hadn't started. I'm just sitting here doing nothing. May as well go egg someone. And hey, I mean, there's still probably egg stains on the carpet. My bad. Um, also, Cupcake King has been another nickname that has been put upon me because of uh, the cupcaking of uh, Corey Majors because he did not hold up his Oxnard bet. I pay off bets for you. I'm a hitman. Um, oh. Not Brett the Hitman, right? You know, okay. Not All that right. level. Yep. There's but, some rest for you. Yep. Had to get it in because uh, I did see, uh, who was it? Uh, the 903. That's what I was laughing at when you were trying to read uh, a language that is not native to yours. Uh, they were saying, or just punch both like Kevin Owens did. Great, oh. great reference. Okay. Great reference, 903. I appreciate yeah, you. Got, got another point. Were you supposed to have depth and added layers to this AM on the FM before I completely hijacked it from you? Uh, a little bit. Okay. I had a couple things I want to hit real quick. Please go for that. Uh, because we got time. I, I had to pay off a tease. Okay, yeah, true. We should do that. So I said you get to choose. Is it a weapon of potential mass murder or a garden decoration? Because the headline reads... Couple's garden ornament turns out to be a live bomb from the 19th century. Pardon? Yeah. So, uh, Cyan and Jeffrey Edwards from Milford Haven in Wales were under the assumption that... That's got to be Kean. This bomb that they had was a dummy since they had been told that it was owned oh, by their family. Okay, so it's actually... See, I thought this was like a garden gnome that turned out to be a bomb. <laughs> you saw a bomb and you were like, nah, it's good. Trust yeah. me, this won't explode. And you were like, fine, I'll take your word for it. They, That's crazy talk. They assumed that it was a dummy since they had been told it was owned by their family for more than 100 years. Oh, so they didn't, nobody even told them that it wasn't working. They just assumed that? Yeah. And however, when... They a, were the dummies. Get out of here. A police officer showed up on their doorstep having spotted the ordinance. They were shocked to learn that the bomb had been altered and... Uh, or the bomb squad had been alerted, excuse me, and would be arriving the next day. And so they're like, why? Why are you doing what this? Are you, what, what? <sighs> you know what? They deserve everything they got. Yeah, so they everything. said they, they did not get a single minute of sleep that night knowing that they had a live bomb in front of their house. And tests would later prove that, yes... It was a live bomb, according to, or, you know, further proving the police's suspicion. And they revealed that it dated back to either 1880 or 1890, somewhere in between. Oh, so like a hundreds year old, hundreds of years old bomb. Yes. I'm sure that those are stable. And apparently it had a very small amount of charge left in it okay. after a hundred years, well, but that, it that was nice. still a live bomb that could have done damage to the house. I'm glad that it did not do damage, but come on, y'all. Like, what? <laughs> Why would you just assume that? You're not going to find out? My dad told me a great quote about assuming when I was like six and I assumed I could do something and not get in trouble for it. I don't even remember what it was, but he told me something I've repeated to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Assuming nothing great comes out of it because all it does is make an ass out of you and me. Never heard that one before. Yeah. yeah. So I have. My I think uncle told me that one. Yeah. yeah I that think was, it's great. That was my joke, Rodrigo, because every, everybody, everybody's heard that one. Yeah. That's okay. It's fine. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. I know everybody's heard it, but you know, when you're young, you think your parents invent everything because they're the first ones to tell you. Fair enough. Or the first ones to show you something. So Mm -hmm. you're like, that. my dad did that. You know? Your dad dad created that. And and it's like, uh, no, that's actually been around for 300 years. It's like, oh, well, thanks for ruining my life. Um, 
And then real quick, I just wanted to mention uh, the Spotify raps and Apple Music replays or whatever your uh, streaming service does, whatever yep. they call it. Yep. Tidal uh, Rewind. I love the different reaction to different people's stuff because I got quite the reaction to mine when I posted it on my Instagram story at Alec on the radio. Um, it's kind of typical for my age group. I'm guessing Drake's in here. Who? Drake's in here. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's number five. Oh, okay. A little bit lower. Uh, Well, I know know you well enough, so I'm going to guess that her is in here. She was number six. Okay. She All slid right. down a lot because Drake's album came out. Mm. She, I checked half. I always check in June. She was number three at one point. You went to a Post Malone concert this year, so I think you probably ran up Posty at some point. Did you not? He is number two. All right, all right. We're, we're working this. We're working this. All and right. he put out a new album this year. Yeah, so. Yeah, no, I, I figure. I'm trying to think. Who else? Someone else is at. Should, all right, do we go Do we go weekend here, Rigo? Do you feel like that's a good guess here? Or is that not a good guess here? Mm, LMA, because you went to an LMA concert this year. LMA is number nine. Yes. Okay. Oh. All right. Wait, not bad. Not, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, and it's funny because all of my top ten are at least a thousand minutes listened. So, pretty good depth there. Uh, your guess is the weekend. I'm done guessing at this point. I don't know. I don't want to embarrass myself. He was this. number one. Okay. Very good. Um, and number oh, is everything okay? Yeah. Hold on. Are we'll, you all right? We'll, we'll get to there. Uh, rounding out the top five, number three was Travis Scott, and mainly because the new album and I saw him uh, a couple months ago. And number four was Metro Boomin because he's a great producer. Yeah, Metro Boomin. And uh, the minutes discrepancy. Drake at number five was 2,400 minutes. Metro, 3,000. Travis Scott, 4,000. Then it jumps Post Malone to 7,800, up from 4,000 or 4,100 for Travis Scott. And then from Post Malone to The weekend, it goes from 7,800 to 16,997. Oh boy, you were really you were really wallowing in that sad boy music. Some stuff happened. Okay. Yeah. Right. You, you need to talk about it or this is for the what the talking doctor is for. Okay. You All know, right. Well, I'm glad yeah. that you're seeing the talking doctor. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, some stuff happened. You know. Okay. Uh, you, right. It wasn't really even the sad aspect. It was the toxic one cuz I was just kind of mad. But future's not on here anywhere. Okay. And there he is. <laughs> as soon as I said that, he looks at his phone like, oh, no, it's on here. Don't yeah, worry about he, it. He was number 10. Okay, very good. Uh, yeah, but her and SZA made an appearance on there, too. SZA's great. SZA's fantastic for multiple reasons. All right. Okay. Um, that's AM on the FM right here on 105 Through the Fan where I need help. Yeah, send, um, send, send your words of encouragement to Medford <laughs> because apparently it's been his, – his, all of his his apps are telling him, hey, buddy, glad you made it. Yeah. there for you, huh, buddy? Especially the top songs. It just gets worse when you look at the song by song. But I'm going to quote the three-time Hall of Famer and say, I got stories. Okay. All right. Very good. That's it. Good uh, banana pudding, good homemade banana pudding, and homemade apple pie. I never even gave mine. I'm dumb. Um, just go go ahead and get that from me. I'm just going <laughs> to appreciate you. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say uh, pumpkin pie. Really wasted yours. It, it hasn't been for a while. Like, I hated it as a kid. I've appreciated it as an adult. And then you decided at some point to make that your absolute favorite dessert? I lied. Peanut butter pie. Okay. Yeah, I'm changing that. Ask Chris Arnold. I make a mean peanut butter pie. At least it's eclectic. Uh, all that's left is final call. We'll do it next on the fan. Pie. What? My granddaddy always said, if you got a problem that you can't solve, it helps to get out of your head. Pie.
This segment of the Get Right is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Classic Chevrolet is leading the way to finish the year number one in America. They're racing hard with year-end savings on over 400 Silverados. Shop them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find your roads and relax and enjoy the difference, why don't you? One final time here on the Get Right, about to bring you the final call in just a moment. Alec Medford and Reginald Atatula. And Rigo Mendoza holding things down for you. Appreciate Rigo's work tonight. Thanks for sticking with us through the Cowboys hour and before the final call. Uh, since, uh, you know, apparently I listen to girl music, this return music, this is a Lost in the Echo by Linkin Park. This is one of my favorite songs when I was in my deep emo phase in middle school. So Go- like three years ago. It's time for the final call. Um, you had to see that one coming. Yeah, from yeah, right. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You know what? I'm just, just going to lay down and take the L. How uh, long does the emo phase last before it's a phase? Uh, I think this was like a four or five year entanglement. It was, uh, yeah, it was It was great. It was, it was really great. No, it wasn't. It was a bad time. I went through some bad fashion decisions. I mean, we all do. Yeah, but it, this was... Generation, generationally mid. And then even if you're, like, this is the thing that's funny about time, is even if you are on the cutting edge or whatever the fashion is at that point, give it about 10, 15 years, you're going to look back at that like, what the actual <laughs> was I doing? Like, what what were we doing collectively? And so, yeah, 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 it's, it's all good. That's how that's how life works, baby. You know what I mean? You just keep keep going along and it happens. try and do the best you can. It happens. That's right. Uh, it's the final call, and I do believe Reggie... Uh, we do have some sound we want to get to because we didn't get to much during the show. Oh, um, do I want to rehash the college football playoff at this point? Well, first of all, I think we should point out that um, the Bengals will go ahead and win on Monday Night Football. Yeah, that is true. It took a long time in overtime, and but Jake Browning ultimately is able to get the get the uh, the Bengals into field goal position. Evan McPherson. Evan McPherson Knocks down a field goal. Um, I can't remember exactly the distance on the field goal, uh, but I believe it was like 30-something yards uh, or maybe 40 yards um, to ultimately— 48. 48. Okay, a lot longer than I remembered. My bad, y'all. Um, but they ultimately will win 34-31. to 31. That score, I do remember, that will take uh, the Bengals to 6-6 six and six and even 500 as the AFC North is real bunched together. And the AFC South, the Jaguars are now 8-4. and four. So, in a division where I think we all looked at it and we were like, yeah, there's one team that's any good and the rest of them are junk. The Jacksonville Jaguars are 8-4, which is not, I don't think anything to, you know, be too, you know, look down your nose at. However, the Colts are 75 and the Texans are 7-5. So, there's a real race for the winner of the AFC South and there's three teams still in playoff contention in that division. Just reminding us that we don't really know anything going into these NFL seasons. Like, that's the one thing that I feel like every year, at least for me personally, because I don't want to speak for no one else. And I try and come in with the level of humility where I'm like, look, man, you don't know everything. But you start getting some, I feel like I know some things. I feel like I'm starting to stash these things away. And then as the season goes, it just can, it's a continual upheaval, right? It's a continual feeling like I'm establishing myself. And, okay, I think I'm starting to figure it out. And then a week, two weeks, you're like, actually, you don't know anything. Stop thinking you know things, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I'm at with this division because – Color me surprised. I did not have the Colts being competitive without their first-round rookie quarterback. Uh, I and don't know if I've had them being this particular level of competitive with their first-round exactly. rookie So it makes it all that more impressive. Um, and I did not have the Texans being this good. I knew they would be better. Mm-hmm. I knew they 
definitely upgraded in the coaching department. Definitely upgraded at quarterback. Got a couple of veteran guys to come in and help defensively. Uh, Derek Stingley, you know, playing better football. Expected big things from him. And here we are. This division is suddenly competitive again. And I love it. It's good for the AFC. Why not? Because I, I'm ready for a new powerhouse to be born. And we're not quite there yet. But I can, like, I can see the inklings of it happening soon. Who, of a Jack. The Jags is the new powerhouse in your mind? Like, like the Jacksonville Jaguars have promise. Okay. Like, I feel like they have the right coach and the right quarterback in place, and they just need to continue to build around. But, I mean, heck, in a few years, the Houston Texans could be back to AFC dominance again if they continue this success and just continue to build around that quarterback and D'Amico Ryan's incredible defensive play calling. Yeah, okay. I mean, look, I guess that's fair enough, and we will see over time. I also think that we oftentimes will get in these places where we believe that we see what you know what this team is going to be, and oh man, you know this team will dominate for years to come, or this team will be a top of the division in only in so many years, and then we find out that yeah, you know, these things aren't linear, and these things break all sorts of different ways. So I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll see about that. Uh, a reminder that um, that Trevor Lawrence leaves this game um, with a hurt ankle. He underwent X-rays. I still haven't seen any results on what happened there i'll look for those but again uh Bengals will win this one 34 31 on monday night football um uh, we have been talking about this evening the college football playoff and how florida state an undefeated uh acc championship 40 florida state is left out in favor of sec champion alabama tom pelicero nfl network okay. says the initial ruling on trevor lawrence's ankle is a sprain per sources he will have an MRI tomorrow. Okay, so that's probably good. Uh, the idea that it's not some level of break. Obviously, X-ray, you start looking for bones and what you know possible breaks. And if it if it seems like that has kind of gone a good way, and so if he can just kind of get himself to a place where he feels comfortable, and we've seen quarterbacks kind of try and just mobile or immobilize the 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 um, ankle in some way, see if they can kind of stand in and throw. And I imagine that that is significantly better uh, better results or news for anybody who is intrigued by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, this is my thing about the college football playoff. And I made my point that the logic when it comes to the college football committee isn't even particularly consistent all the way around. I just want to give you the idea. I want you to hear Boo Corrigan, who is the committee chair this year for the college football playoff. This is what he said on um, on television on ESPN as to why he chose Alabama. Why did you choose Alabama? Well, I, I think in looking at it, and again, that, that, that was the decision, was Alabama at four. Florida State is a different team than they were through the first 11 weeks. Uh, Coach Norvell, their players, their fans, you know, uh, an incredible season. But as you look at who they are as a team right now, uh, without Jordan Travis, without the offensive dynamic that he brings to it, they are a different team. And the committee voted uh, Alabama four and Florida State five. This is this is the level of logic that you guys are trying to have the argument about, and this is why I just find it asinine all the way around. They they're playing in your face. <laughs> they don't, are. Don't play back too much. Yeah. Is my that's the way I I look. And but this is the thing. Also, college football, some of the fun and a lot of the fun is having the argument. And so, if you want to have the argument, dude, just understand it's not going to be like towards a particular end. I don't think. Tis true and. You know, hearing it from the man himself, it's kind of 
uh, kind of wild. That it's just that simple level of thinking that, hey, they're a different team. Ha ha, let's not put them in. I don't know. I don't get paid enough to make those decisions. So, boo, you can keep on going. And we're not going to keep on going because we're up against the clock. Thanks for tuning in to the Get Right here tonight. want to thank again Rigo Mendoza for his hard work today. For myself, Alec Medford. Uh, for tonight, my partner, Reginald Atatua. Saying so long for now. Wake up with Sean and RJ at 5.30. But let's get out of here. Be easy. Peace! T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.